There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. A beautiful day for culture talk. I'm really <laughs> feeling this. Sunday energy. We're recording on Sunday in person in Los Angeles. Sort of, you know, a Sunday kind of love. Uh, Just, you know, some light at a James references there. I don't know. Just to get some culture right up top. Oh, my God. You got Etta. You got Maroon 5. (laughs) You got every Sunday culture thing kind of really converging in this room. I think Sunday. Let's talk about Sunday. Sunday is one of the most iconic days. So commonly, one of the things you you think of when you think Sunday is, of course, brunch, which we did do today. We did do that. With Joel Kim and his boyfriend, John Michael, the iconic John Michael. With an iconic last name. Sudsina. Sudsina. We're fully doxing this beautiful boy. <laughs> he is such a wonderful boy. He's and you know a, what? so wonderful. I, you know what I love? Yeah. Is when people come up to us and they say, you two look alike. Girl. Because he's hot. Let's just say it. He's a reader. He's a reader, publicist. <laughs> and then we did, so so our, our, our server brunch did point that out today. And then I... We had an iconic server today. Jessica. Jessica comes over to the table and Bowen was there by himself. I was there by myself waiting for the rest of, <laughs> of the group to join. I'm just there sort of sitting. And then she comes up to me and she goes, Hi, how are... Oh, I'm so sorry. You have an amazing energy. I, <laughs> I was like, oh. It wasn't even like, oh my God, you're Bowen Yang from Saturday Night no. Live. As people are wont to do. It was... Oh my God, you have an amazing, amazing energy. energy. And I was like, well, it's true. 
I wasn't giving off anything. And then and then it you made me. You don't have to, babe. But babe, all you have to do is, is what sit happened. there and emanate. Okay, Can I tell that's you a star, That's what a star does. This is what happened, though. She said that, and I was like, I received that. Thank you so much. But then, of course, what should happen? That I go into my own head and go, well, now I'm like a little too like aware of your own energy. Now I'm trying to adjust and be like, oh, let me like not go too strong with that. Like I like let me just like pull back a little. I don't. <laughs> then you start to second guess yourself when someone gives you a compliment like that. That's so abstract a lovely compliment that feeling when you're emanating so hard that you have to pull it back girl slay slay absolutely slay and go off and was it just to say about slay and go off we saw mitra juhara yesterday and um checked in with her and one of the do people know about slay what you want to slay they do i think we've said i think we have documented should we perform the song yes. mitra juhari did an incredible update of the song brave by sarah Bareilles. this is circa 2016 so way back in sort of the what we call in the pop culture um lexicon the brave by sarah Bareilles era yes so this is when um brave was sort of the top song of the moment and um the song goes like this Slay what you want to slay and let the queens drag her on a sleigh. I want to see you go off. An improvement on the song, on the original. I want to see you go off. Sometimes I do want to see you go off. I want to see you go off. There's never a time where I don't want to see you, my sister, go off. You're in luck. Because let me tell you something. It's an episode of Last Culture Recess, and I have no choice but to absolutely pop off on pop culture and all the topics therein. Okay? <laughs> They're solely based on the one event that they <laughs> let Matt and I go to. The one like semi prestigious Hollywood event that we were able to go to this awards season together. It was the Critics' Choice Awards, which let's just say. I didn't realize. Did you realize that it was going to be film and television? I wasn't sure. Well, you had come up. You had come to meet me in my hotel. First of all, landed at a cool 1130 a.m. Mm-hmm. I had to be at my hotel and be like ready for like the people to come in and like do your hair and makeup and put you in your clothes at like 1230. So I had no time at all. I'm jet lagged. Not even jet lagged. You were dragging. Sl- sleep deprived dragging. Mm hmm. Just really, really in the depths. And so I came over to the hotel to and sort of get ready for it. And I, of course, said what you always have to say to a tired person, which is, well, let's drink. Well, let's drink. I said, let's order a bottle of champagne. We were celebrating. You were nominated. And it was the right move. I don't regret that champagne at all. Really loosened me up, really energized me. But then you had even asked me in that moment, is it film and TV? And I was like, I'm really not sure. Come to find out, it's absolutely film and television. So... We're we're there, and I don't know how you feel, but like I was drunk from go. I was drunk from go on the red carpet. If you go back, I, I can I just say, <laughs> I was dressed in the most wonderful garment by Willie Norris. Shout her out! And I was already three sheets to the wind on the red carpet. If you, I, I'm, but I'm not. So I'm saying I'm not proud of my red carpet photos this time because I was not in the right state of mind by being sleep deprived and a little buzzed. I mean, I quickly found out that it was film and television when I, because I, I was like, we, we get in line and both, so peek behind the curtain, you have to sort of like get in line for the red carpet. So it's like all these like cuckoo celebrities in line, like getting ready for the red carpet. And I was like, girl, I'm not getting on this carpet. There's no reason for me to be out there this time. So let me go get another drink. So I go to the side and get another drink. And when I tell you, I'm at the bottom of the escalator waiting and for Bowen Yang. And you're seeing everybody come And through. I'm literally, it's literally like, 
you guys would die. The, picturing me at the bottom of the escalator waiting for Bowen, who was last down the escalator, by the way. You took the longest ass time. I'm sorry. Kristen Stewart is going by. Kirsten Dunst is going by. Elizabeth Olsen goes by. Fucking everyone's going by. And I'm just literally sitting there like, what the fuck is this? And it's like sinking in that it's film and television, which also makes me realize she's going to be long. She's going to be yeah, a long show. Yeah. And we were drunk already. And I knew we were going to be drinking at the table. But I said, they have. there has to be like an entree at the table. We arrived at the no. table. It's not even room temperature hummus. It, it was, was cold hummus. It was giving... I mean, I had no problem with the temperature of the hummus and the big piece of bread they gave, but that was all it was. That was all it was. And so, of course, everybody getting wasted. Wasted. I'm quoting the song, but yes, wasted. Tipsy. Everybody in the club get tipsy. Everybody shout in the back CC, out to that song. Shout back out to who was that? Who who sang oh, that? Oh man, I don't know. That one's lost to time. I don't even think you can Google that. I don't even think you can Google who sang Tipsy. Jaquan. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's like. Who who could say that? Who can Jaquan Tipsy? Like talk about the Sarah Bareilles Brave of its time, <laughs> in that it was everywhere in the year it was out, which was let's say two thousand seven. If you were everybody to, in the club get tipsy. If you were to if you were to do like a Mitra Jahari like re rewrite of the lyrics, what would that be? Everybody at the gig go slay. Everybody at the gig go, go slay. slay. Everybody, everybody at, at the, the event. And- Go, go off. get drunk. Yeah. So that was sort of what everyone was doing. And you sort of look around and it's all these psychotically famous people. And of course, you know, Bowen Yang, we were all rooting for him, but he did lose to of Brett course. Goldstein, who has Once won, again. I think, uh, the Pulitzer Prize and Nobel Prize at this point, like wins every single award that is actually in existence. So we were sort of like, okay, Slay, go off, Queen. Queen. Um, we were happy for him in London, but then we proceeded to get even drunker. There was a 30 minute period of panic when I lost my phone. That was the most high stakes situation I've ever I been in. I think I was in tears. You were, I'm sorry, you were comically distressed. It wasn't even, it wasn't it's funny. It was so embarrassing. But you were just like, it was as if like. <laughs> someone was dead. Some, I didn't want to say it, but you know, like someone had like passed away. Well, because like, I really didn't want to lose my phone at Critics' Choice. And so then I was so blacked out by like, literally the show was still 45 minutes left to go. Did I tell you Darcy sent me a video of me standing full up? I, like she sent me a video from. People, <laughs> while, while, while Jane Campion is on stage, not, not making the Venus and Serena comment. But with her and her producer and Kirsten and Jesse Plemons. Accepting st- best picture. Accepting best picture for Power of the Dog. <laughs> I'm standing up. You're the only person standing up in that room of hundreds of <laughs> A to C listers. You getting up and just looking so, so, so distressed. And I'm walking out. I honestly, it was that kind of thing where it was like, I don't remember that happening at all. And that's what I mean is like when I tell you they don't feed you at all. Oof. So how, so anyway, just know that's where we were at. I did find my phone. Thank you, Kevin, whoever you are working security. You are an absolute star. You got my phone back. It was me, you, Lauren Mandel. Mm-hmm. Love our girl, Lauren. Love our girl. Was nominated for producing Joyelle Nicole Johnson's comments. Slay. And Joyelle was, we, we, we Oh my God, Joyelle stand. was the superstar of this after party. Looked incredible. Looked incredible. We need to get Joyelle on this pod. We really do. We're in this space. Joints were being handed handed around, passed around. So let's just say this. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. There's someone in Hollywood that no one is talking about. That no is, a, is that talk- is an icon, and or no one's talking about them enough. That is an icon that was handing out blunts at this Netflix after party, 
Like they were the queen. It was <laughs> the most, to say the least. I think everybody that was, was wasted. And are you gonna are you about to say that you think that Critics Choice is trying to make a play for being the new globes? I Globes? think that they're trying to be the new globes because the globes are like not exist Done. not existing anymore. And I think if they're trying to be the award show that gets everyone there fucked up. Mission accomplished. Mission a hundred percent accomplished. I lost faculties on the night. To the point where this weed that we were handed by this absolute legend. Legend. In the making. Legend already, but more people will be talking about I, this. It's person. just I can't I can't explain. But the weed, I don't know what it did for you, but it was like it was like that weed we got from that other icon at the Madonna party. Do you remember when yes. we went to the Madonna Boom yes. Boom Room party? It was very similar and weed. That legend gave us weed yes. and it took us to another place. It was like you guys, you readers know. Like, when you smoke weed and you're in space, but you can feel your feet on the ground. 100%. It's like, an hour and a half later, I felt my feet, like, two on the ground. And I was wearing heavy boots. So when I realized yes. I couldn't pick my feet up anymore, at 9.45 p.m., I was like, okay, girl, it's time to get my, it's time to throw my ass in a left and didn't even say goodbye to you. No, you didn't. And I, I don't, I, I don't begrudge you of that mm -mm. either. I had to go. But I actually kind of loved the timing of this day, oh, yeah. of this night, because the show starts at the awards start at 4 p.m. Pacific. By 10 p.m., you're done. You're absolutely cooked. And it's actually a great time to go to bed on a Sunday. Like Thanksgiving dinner. Like Thanksgiving dinner. Honey. And you're getting up tomorrow to go to Kohl's to go Black Friday shopping. A.K.A work for work. me i had to fully work you had to work i had nothing going on but it was and let's just suffice to say we had a fun fucking evening there i think despite there, your loss oh my god i was not expecting anything truly 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 and you know who we met and connected with and it's she's gonna be a future guest oh my god the one and only josie toda josie toda who is just so, so absolutely so, such uh, a star. Res resplendent in person yes a superstar and we're in talks with camp josie <laughs> to get her in this fucking room yeah so we can all sort of you know verbally tickle each other as it were oh my god i that is exactly consensually and you are speaking as a tickler and i'm agreeing <laughs> with you as a person who hates getting tickled yeah uh, but we can both uh, be excited for the tickle fest that yeah. will be Josie being on the pod. It has to be in person. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out that way, then that's fine too. But I would love for it to be in person. Yeah, I would love that too. But Josie, um, verbal tickling is perfect. She's going to come in here. All of her little digits are going to be out. Just like a very naturally funny person. So funny. And I, I loved her. And it was just fun. And also, you know, it is it, so much culture was happening in that very moment. In yeah. fact, I think we have to discuss some things that happened. Okay. So you couldn't tell at the Netflix after party that this had happened. But Jane Campion, while accepting the best director award at the Critics' Choice Awards, said, Venus and Serena, you don't have to play with the men like I do. No reason for her to say that. No real reason for this to be said. Kind of a a really, really kind of deranged thing to say. I would, I would. sort of deranged. <laughs> and now you sort of see the winds turning away from Power of the Dog and towards Coda. But as vo but voting is closed for the Oscars. Isn't I don't it? think it is. Oh, okay. I think there's still some time left for the Oscars, and 
You know, I don't know if if there's any way she loses the Best Director Oscar, and it's just such a shame because it's such a slam dunk. Like she so deserves it. Bowen and I both stand Power of the Dog. But you're saying like if she wins, it won't be this like victory lap moment for her on on Oscar Sunday. It'll be like okay, there goes Jane. Well, she did put out a good apology. Yes, I think she did. And um, it was funny because it happened. This is you know the devil works quick because this is the same weekend where. She responded to all those comments. Did you see the comments that Sam Elliott made about the power of the dog? So I literally was talking to Mark Malkin on the red carpet and I said, I was wasted. And there's video of this. If, if <laughs> readers want to look this up, but I'm, I'm talking to Mark and I'm going, thank you for like asking her. Or th- or like, like, I was like, that moment is like, you know, we're talking about this Jane Campion moment. Uh-huh. And he was like, all I did was ask her the question. And then we talked about her. Mark then, is a sleigh. Mark is a sleigh and looking good. He's looking good. He's a sleigh. And also I want to shout out Mark. Because Mark also really supported three months. Mark really supported three months, and he's so excited for Fire Island. He couldn't. He would not stop talking to me about how excited he is. Maybe Mark should come on the pod. I would love for Mark to come on the pod. Yeah, that would be a fun idea. Actually. Oh my god, he would be. He would have so much to say. I think that we would have a lot to say because Mark is an icon, one thousand percent. And let's 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 just bookmark that. Let's put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. And say you were just so you asked you told him. Thank we you for did, asking we, that question. We just talked about that moment. And right. Was, and, you know, uh, I just said, like, what a great moment that was. And, uh, like, what a great line. He's not a cowboy. He's an actor. So for those of <laughs> you readers out there that don't know what we're discussing, basically Sam Elliott, like, unprompted a couple weeks ago came out with this, like, he was interviewed and he was asked about Power of the Dog. And I suppose, you know, because Sam Elliott is synonymous with the Western genre mm-hmm. or is the, gives the type of vibe he gives as an actor, he felt entitled to say what he said, which was basically, why would they shoot this Western in New Zealand? What does she know about Westerns, et cetera? Sort of dragging the hell out of power of the dog, saying some, you know, not so thinly veiled homophobic yeah. things about how there was a lot of gay shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ultimately just kind of dragging Power of the Dog and being like calling it a piece of shit and stuff. So Mark Malkin, if you don't know exactly who he is, you have seen him. He's sort of been like a fixture in pop culture yes. and in media for quite a long time. Asked Jane Campion about it. And Jane Campion basically said, in, in not exactly these words, but she basically said, well, I think he was being a little B-I-T-C-H and I have news for him. He's not a cowboy. He's, he's an, an actor, actor. And also it felt a little sexist to me. And like basically saying like, Artists and creators, like, she was fully entitled to make this movie and shoot it wherever she wanted to. And it's actually a, an incredibly beautiful film. And it's well done. And it's, I mean, he wishes he were, he were in it. So then she goes, like, super viral in a positive way for that comment. For, like, 24 hours, maybe less than that. Yeah. So then she wins the Best Director Award. Were you in the room for that? Because I was off looking for my phone. Neither of us were in the room. <laughs> I was not in the room for that. And if I was, I was plastered honestly i think had she said it and we've been in the room we would have reacted yes, yes. so i know for a fact because after you lost we kind of were like i was like let's it, go drink which is the beauty of that kind of event Love. which is like like the emmys it was kind of like all right well well then we had wine at the emmys but um mm-hmm. but like i always appreciate like some access to some coping thing and yes i was not i was pretty checked out the and that's the also what's good about like the categories that like you're in like, or like early they're early they're babe. early bitch supporting in a comedy that's like first or second and so you find out your fate uh, and then you're 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 fucking zhuzhing yes so then we're off getting wasted apparently she says this thing and goes 
bad viral on Twitter, like within 24 hours. It's milkshake duck, yeah. It was up, it was down, yep. it was all around. Mm. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. 
build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Live Houston. We love them. Jasmine Savoy Brown. Love. Absolute slay. We were we were vibing with the cast of Yellow Jackets. And then the, get the, this is the thing that we will admit. We were very and they listened to the podcast. Yeah. And we were very upfront with them. We were like, we still haven't seen it. We're so sorry. And they were like, oh, we don't fucking care. Yeah, but you know what though? And I do want to shout out Melanie Linsky. Melanie. Because it's cause congrats. It, it's it's giving overdue. Yeah. It's it's giving character actress gets hers. Yes. In a way that I'm obsessed with. She also gave an iconic speech. I was just so because I always like all the time people come up to me and say, I don't want Justin L. But I'm like, you don't. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, it doesn't really affect anything about this interaction. But like, uh, I think, and I, I, th- I find it sort of nice when people don't let that sort of um, tonally change the conversation. Does I feel sense? ashamed as a Showtime girl that I have not watched this yeah, show. You're, but you're the like fact a network is, sibling. It, I'm, I literally like should be watching it. Tonally, it's like it, it freaks me out a little bit. But Melanie Linsky won Best Actress in a Drama Series. And her speech was absolutely amazing, and it was this. Um, okay, sorry. I really wasn't expecting this. I'm going to be really bad um, at the speech. <laughs> um, there's so many amazing women in this category. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm mentioned alongside you. Oh, my gosh. The beautiful cast of our show. <laughs> people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Sophie Nalise, you did about 70% of the work for me. Playing young Shauna, you're a miracle and I love you. You're all amazing. Oh. All my wonderful friends who I got to work alongside, thank you. Um, I feel like I'm going to faint, but I hope I don't. Um, <laughs> Ashley and Bart and Jonathan and Karen, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, thank you for letting me be exactly as I am, not asking me to change anything or do anything different. Um, it means a lot. It's meaningful. Um, gosh, thank you. Um, Showtime and E1. I have the greatest agent in the world, Rhonda Price. She believes in me. She's made about zero dollars from me for, <laughs> for a long time now. So thank you for encouraging me to make good choices. Um, that's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rhonda. Um, uh, that's, my, please oh, wrap it up. So yes, great. exactly. Yes, I know. Um, I'm forgetting everything. My husband, Jason, the love of my life, the greatest support. Um, our daughter, Kaikatea. I love you both so much. Um, the most important person I think I have to thank, and then I'm finished, is my nanny, Sally. Um, <laughs> I love her. 
she's she's an absolute angel. She allows she's with my child. I know my child is safe and taken care of, and she allows me to go and do my work. And she's just thank you, Sally. I love you so much. I thank you. Okay. The gag that that's her voice. Yeah, that it's that's like her full, accent. Full kiwi fish. It is give. It is. Kiwi Boots. Kiwi Boots. And she's been in everything from like Sweet Home Alabama where she did that accent and like everything in her entire career. She's not handed Shh, that card over at all. It's really wild. And like just what a what a resume on her. I mean, truly someone that has been in so many different, different kinds, kinds of things. Of things yeah. And it's like it's like someone who's like reliably always good at yeah. fitting in perfectly. Like, Ooh. you know, even just this year in um Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. She was great. Who like, she didn't look up? She was Leo's wife. Oh my God, she was amazing. And this is what I'm saying. This is why I love when this type of person, this type of actor gets shined. Yeah. Is because you're not like, oh. Like, uh, oh, you're not like, oh, sure. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just this thing of like a true character actor that yeah. plays the roles and is reliably good. And you remember her from the movie, but you're not, you don't feel like, I don't think she's ever like came in and like ever chewed scenery or done too much. You know, she's just reliable, good, does her fucking job. I think Dare I we an, say it's like Kirsten vibes. It's like Kirsten vibes like without totally kind of fully keys into it. Doesn't like exactly. Yeah, doesn't like I don't know like rock the boat or anything. Yeah. or I don't well, know. you know, which is not which is which sounds wrong. But you know, what, you know what I mean. Well, like, well I I do know. I guess what I'm saying is like it's a truly under the radar presence. Yes, yes. And actually, it's. You know, her breakout was Kay Winslet's breakout. Was Heavenly Creatures? Heavenly Creatures, which was directed by Peter Jackson. I believe this is way back in like 1994. Mm-hmm. Early early 90s, yeah. So this is someone who's been around for an extremely long time. And I also remember- She was in remember, a Cheerleader. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Like such a vast array of projects mm-hmm. and now gets this great role in Yellow Jackets and like wins this big award. And it's just cool because you have to imagine that everyone that's ever worked with her is happy for her. Yes. And when she said that thing about thanks for asking me not to change or do anything different, you have to imagine like she's someone, had to sit with that for mm-hmm. her whole career. Someone who maybe hasn't fit into the box of what like, you yeah. know, people want from like a leading type. I also read an interview with her one time and she said, you know, sometimes she will get scripts and be offered the lead and she always gravitates toward like the freak supporting character yeah. or like, you know, something else. And I just, I don't know. I just really, really respect her as a performer, as an actor. And it's just nice to see a person like that get a, get a lot of credit like that. You were saying this earlier off mic, but like there's something really cool about Critics' Choice mm-hmm. having it be shaped by the critics yeah. and having nominees be really interesting. Not like myself, notwithstanding, it's like you do get like in my cat. Let's just go with my category. Yeah. Um, just because this is the one I can name off the top. Of my Brandon head. Scott Jones. Brandon Scott Jones. Exactly. Harvey, like Harvey. Yes. Uh, Harvey Guillen. Um, fucking Ray Romano. Yeah. Like we had a, I had a fun wacky category. Yeah. Like all kind of like kind of just covered all the bases, ran the gamut. And like, and like it felt like very like much like a snapshot of like what these performances were this season. Because you want to know what the critics actually do watch everything. Yeah. And so you got a sense like looking around seeing everyone that was there. It was like, you know what's funny? It's like Kristen Chenoweth was nominated for Schmigadoon. Awesome. Who was she was so great so in that. Great. And such a such a highlight of that show. And then to oh, see her <laughs> recognized for it, even though the show doesn't necessarily have like buzz right now. It, in terms me, of awards. To, yeah. Right. In terms of awards like right now. For me it's like I would so much rather a a group like the critics or 
organization or whatever, whoever critics' choice association, critics choice association mm-hmm. all getting together to vote on this instead of like you know eighty four foreign journalists yeah. who can throw a good party. This actually is a good party that was thrown, and it's a fun show. Yes. But also at the same time, it's like a cultivated list of performers. Like, for example, fucking Josie Tota. Josie Tota! Who deserves to be nominated. And I think, I mean, I remember first season of Saved by the Bell, I I was on the nominating committee for SAG and I wrote her fucking name down. Yeah, I know. She just deserves, if you're going to talk about supporting actress in a comedy series, like, she's one of the funniest ones. She's like, she's giving you like young Jenna Maroney on that Tracy Wakefield show, like, with the 30 Rock DNA in it. Yes. Like, 100%. And it also, I will say, this is just like whatever, like a little, a little esoteric, a little whatever. Um, I'm so tired, bitch. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna keep saying it. Which is one of the most interesting things people I know. can say. It's rule of culture number forty. One of the um, most interesting, interesting things, things people can say, say is, is I'm, I'm so tired. T- I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm so tired. Um, but the thing about the lovely thing about Critics Choice being a nominee was having a lot of critics come up to me and say, "Yeah, it's so nice to meet you." Like saying all these nice things, and I'm like, "Oh, this is like." A thing that I take for granted, you don't get that at other award shows where you're talking to, like, if it was the Golden Globes, it was, like, just some HFPA fucking freaks. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, hi. You well, know, it like, also <laughs> matters what they think. It totally you know, does. That's the thing is it's, like, you know, the projects that I've been in, because I've been in projects, and I don't know how you feel, but, like, I've been in projects that were both really well-received and then really badly mm-hmm, received, mm-hmm. at least initially by critics, which is so funny because Q-Force was nominated for animated series, right. and it was not well-received by the critics at first, but I genuinely think that when more people sat with it yes. and watched it, they liked it more. Yeah. But it actually really matters because nowadays there's so much shit you can watch. And so when something gets, like, panned, you know that it moves down your list, like, and then you're not motivated to watch it. I, exactly. I, I, as a viewer, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to s- check that out because it seems like the critics say they don't like this, right. which is, is is helpful and also whatever. It's like it's complicated, but it's like I was about to say, much like Alphabet's, being a <laughs> critic is like going to war. Being a critic is like going to war. You have to watch a million, but they things. enjoy it. They enjoy it, but to form. To, like, really, like, scope out and, like, be like, this is what I think the journalistic take on the show is. Yeah. Is hard. It's, like, very difficult. I also wonder how easy it is to take personal taste out of it. Like, I think that some people who review things, like, you get a sense that they feel maybe because they've been doing it for a while or their personal taste does inform their uh, critical eye that Mm -hmm. they feel very comfortable bringing, like, their personal taste to it. Yeah, like, for example, yeah. someone like, I don't know, like, he doesn't do it anymore, but like Ben Brantley. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. he was kind of the only critic in theater that really mattered, right, which right. is kind of crazy because then you have to really cater to, and I'm sure he's great at what he does and he is great at what he does, but really one person who, by being a human being, is subjective. Whereas, like, but it's shaping like the way that people consume things. Theater, like a whole sector in a major way i mean yeah, he yeah. could he could open or close shows like yeah, he, could, yeah. he could he could close a show no i remember with a bad review and um it was really interesting and also to to know what types of this is another thing that people don't really think about is you know back in the day like anyway when the critics as a as a whole were really mostly older and white and men mm-hmm. it's like that informs the consensus on a project. So that's why, you know, 
romantic comedies were taken less seriously in, in by and large and female driven things were taken less seriously yes. by and large or like you know why certain people were anointed by critics and others were not like it really has to do with the critical body and so that is another thing that we mm-hmm. have to be talking about in terms of diversity and representation oh yeah 100 percent. it's the reason why we say things on the show like lol like clueless would have been nominated or mean girls would have been nominated like you know you would have had rachel mcadams be nominated right. if, it were, if it came out now or things like that because yeah. like, sensibilities back then were largely defined and shaped by the critics right the the, the, the critical voices you know sometimes when like queer reviewers look at a queer project i wonder if they're harder on that project because they're looking at mm-hmm. it through the lens of a queer eye not to say that that's that shouldn't happen no totally but but just you know it's interesting the way certain things get funneled through this landscape that is the critical process yes yes, yes. um and it's just interesting and so totally. and, and something i really enjoyed about the night the other night and i think it might speak to the fact that like maybe now and only now are the critics organization is that critics choice organization or association ready to have a big show like this is because there was so much diversity in the nominees because yes. there really was there really was there there truly was and um yeah i don't know i just um felt really lucky to be there it truly was an honor just to be nominated yeah, it was um, a really cool show to, to was, go to. It was to. fun. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. And also, so, I mean, we were there, and so half the show was happening in London, and half the show was happening there. And so we we were, we, was was Troy Kotzer at that show? Was who? Troy Kotzer. Who is or that? Was, he is the supporting actor who's winning everything for CODA. Oh. He I, was in, I think he was in, no, he was in London he was because in London. he had won the BAFTA. So right. the BAFTAs were the same day as the Critics' Choice Awards, so they were truly doing like six to eight hours of award shows over there, which Crazy. is insane. Crazy. <laughs> Knowing that we did not eat the whole time, I'm, uh. I hope they fed them. But like, um, it's also really nice, like lately, to see the, the diversity conversation now sort of... Um, accompany deaf people like that's something i've been really enjoying yeah. about like codas and and i i don't think for me personally i i hope that power of the dog wins best picture i think mm-hmm. it's the best film of the year but it's something that's nice is like at least people's eyes are being opened now to the fact that this is a very underserved community in media yes very yes. um oh, we talked about this we still haven't seen it mm. um I I will before before Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I I remember I turned around and saw Marley Matlin at the awards. Why and we like, gasped? She we got. I mean, she's an absolutely beautiful person. But then she was talking to Molly Shannon. Shannon, and I was like, "There's a similar vibe here. These two these two women with like similar faces, similar stature. Well, you know what it is." What? Like Marley obviously communicates with her whole body. And, Ma- and so, so does, does Molly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they, they look alike. Like true on like a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to introduce Bowen and Molly Shannon, and that was like a moment it's of my very life. Sweet. I fucking love that woman. I, I and I am obsessed for everyone to see the show. I can't wait. She oh, let's talk about the trailer for I Love That for You. Well. The star. No. Vanessa, Vanessa Bayer. Honestly, Vanessa, I just Molly and Matt Rogers. Well, and fucking to, to say say it, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. I, I will say I, it was the first time I had seen 
sort of what the show's going to look yeah. like because it's so funny because I think with almost everything I've done, I've been in some way creatively involved or at least like, you know, gotten to peek behind the curtain a yes, little bit with yes. this. I'm kind of just like going out there, hitting my mark and getting the fuck out. So this is my first time I've seen what the show's going to look like. And it made me excited. Oh my made God. Me really that's the excited. best feeling. Bowen goes to me, you're like in the trailer. I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm like in the show. She's <laughs> Miss Button. You are serving the button. <laughs> button on a platter, honey. I think everyone's going to like the show. You guys, April 29th, it's streaming. It's streaming. I can't wait. By then, you will have to be a network sister <laughs> with the Yellow Jackets crew. See, see, and this is the thing. It's like, it, on, on, a, on a basis of entertainment, like, I would love Yellow Jackets, but... People have people who love gore and love horror have told me like this is not for you, Mama. Like turn away. It was making me queasy. So I want to watch it desperately, but like I have close, to be in the right headspace. This is so boring. Do the thing where you just close your eyes. I Literally, know, Queen. I know. And we were just talking about this on the way here. Well, first of all, let, let's keep talking about. It. I love that for you. But I just we were we were all we were saying in the car. Me, you, and Joel got brunch today with JM. Yeah. Um, t- really talking about how like Showtime is going to be that girl popping off. It's going to pop off. Um, the First Lady show looks awesome. I just found out about this today. Yeah, so it's Viola Davis as Michelle Obama, Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford, and Jillian Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt. And I don't exactly know how they're going to roll it out, but it's a limited series, and it's about the three of them, and obviously they don't interact. Right. But um, it's going to, I guess it's like a nonlinear type thing, but um, it looks great. And when I heard Viola Davis as Michelle Obama, I think some part of me was just like, Oh, like is is that like a little first thought? And then I saw the photo of her, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so fucking it's, excited!" <laughs> it was so impactful. Joel showed me that that promo image, and I was like, "Wow, you this, should see the trailer." Yeah, I haven't even. Yeah, I haven't it's even great. Seen and the, the thing, someone said, like, "Well, what about Michelle Obama?" Is like dramatically. Someone said someone did toss this off, and it's. I'm not dragging that person, but they were like, "What about Michelle Obama?" Is like dramatically compelling. Like, what what was the controversy during the Obama years? And I'm saying, like, the fact that there was no controversy really is during the, the Obama years, and the fact that she kept so composed and had to be an image of perfection that we had never seen before from a first lady simply because of her race yeah. and because she was now a prototype yeah. and a role model for the rest of time. That is the dramatically compelling element because you know she had ups and downs emotionally. You know that presidency ended in a, in a harrowing in a really way. Dark way. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it is. That's where it lies. God, I mean, you could do a whole fucking season of a show based on like that, like moment where like the Trumps show up to the White House. It's like that's it's just. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty there. There's plenty there, and then I guess you know, I I'm I'm a flop, and I never read Becoming, but I feel like um. You know, just pull from that. There's plenty of stuff. I there. mean, I saw the Netflix series, and also she's been pretty open about the fact that that was hell for her. Yeah, like absolute hell for her. Yeah, and what being first lady? No, oh, like the, the transition. The, the transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they had to go through with that in a dignified way, despite the fact that they were, you know, <laughs> handing it over to Clown. dot com. Yeah, and um, I think that there had she acted any differently people would have been all over it and people still found a way i remember getting into like a facebook argument with like a high school teacher i had about how you know she was wrong for calling out trump Mm -hmm. or that she was like making it quote unquote about race about something yeah yeah and i was just like you gotta be fucking kidding me Uh i was uh like and that just goes to show 
how people were primed to try to destroy her. Yes, yes. So she had to be everything and more. And there is a lot to play there dramatically. One million percent. One thousand percent. Um, and Viola will be... She'll be amazing. And also because Viola is that power, that stoicism, but there is that passion. And the thing that I think about Viola Davis's acting is there is such a there's she always holds, boiling she holds suffering. She holds well. it. Yes. Yeah. It's that August Wilson thing of like it's just it's just like it's so it vibrates in her. It's like know? we we remember doubt. Yeah. You know, which was really her first big emergence onto the scene and her first Oscar nomination and she's got that scene with Meryl Streep where Meryl Streep is confronting her because she well she's informing her that her son is in a relationship with Philip Seymour Hoffman the priest that may be inappropriate and Viola's job in the scene is to basically try to tell Meryl Streep it's not a big deal and she's not interested in making a thing of it because you know if her husband were to find out he would kill her, his son and you know what's so bad about this you know man taking care of her son and Meryl Streep is not able to understand it and Viola is so genius in that scene because she is maintaining a composure when inside it is so complicated yeah. and she does know her son is being taken advantage of and she does have a deep understanding that this is wrong and she is confused about her son's mm-hmm, nature mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know there's just so much there and when she sort of blows and gets emotional it's 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 really sort of a special moment in acting because she's been holding it back. And there's that tension and that repression that is not easy to do. No, no. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm thrilled. Between First Ladies, First Lady? First First Lady. The First Lady is what it's called. Between that, Yellow Jackets. I love that for you. Amazing slate. We're going to see. Amazing slate. All I, I can tell you is that I sometimes find myself in a room with Vanessa Bayer, Molly Shannon, and Jennifer Lewis fucking firing off. And I'm like, I think I'm the luckiest person in the oh, world. Oh, that's a that's so nice, man. I really think I am. Like I just like it I I couldn't be more excited for everyone to see it. That's so and but I know the headline will be that like Come on. It's like Matt Rogers. <laughs> like everyone's gonna be like, oh my God. Well, you're nice. Uh, well, we'll wait to see it first. <laughs> I have no fears. I have no doubts. I'm I like like everyone internally is saying how great you are in it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm over here just like on the edge of my seat. I can't wait to watch. And um, even from the trailer, just like seeing you act opposite Jennifer is incredible. And then Jennifer's giving you something that you we haven't really seen as an audience either. You know what's amazing about Jennifer is she, vibe-wise, is exactly what you think. Mm-hmm. Like, she is that larger-than-life personality. Yeah. She is incredible. Like, if you don't, if you haven't read her book, The Mother of Black Hollywood, you definitely have to, or better yet, listen to it on audiobook. Oh, yeah. And she's made of stories. Mm-hmm. I am so, like, enriched by my interactions <laughs> with her in terms of, like, the stories that she tells. But also, like, you know, when she tosses it away, she has such power. It's really interesting to even just from the trailer, just being like, "Oh, she's really kind of playing it at a different frequency than what I've seen her do." Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's like, it's like, "Oh, this is so great! This is a new novel thing that we're getting from someone who's been working in the industry for decades." It's an amazing role for her. Yeah, and um, I'm really excited for people to see what they gave her and how it all unfolds mm. but you know so many things are coming out in april like barry's coming back like 
Hacks is coming back. Um, oh, I can't wait. In, or wait, April I, and May. Yeah, are, but are you watching Atlanta? I can't wait for Atlanta. Atlanta's coming back. Uh, like, that's I like mean, this week. That's like March, end of March. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, every. it's almost like everything is coming out again because yes. I feel like we're seeing what happened when everyone got comfortable with COVID again. Yes. You know what? It's like last year there was not that much. This year it's like a fleet I know. of shows that are coming out. Let's just be real. Towards the end of the Emmy deadline. And um, it's like all, all happening yeah. at once. And like, I think that we are going to be hashtag eating yes. in April and May in terms of new shows, new content, things coming out. I'm really interested to watch this WeWork show. Oh, yeah, We Crashed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh-huh, Crashed uh-huh, uh-huh. with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Yes, yes. Although I guess Anne, uh, we, we love Anne. Love Anne. It's funny that one of her, I think it's, she only said it once in her press, in her in, in the press that she's done, but she's like, I still haven't technically met Jared Leto. Yeah. Because he was in character. I don't know how I would be able to handle something I, like that. I, if, I guess you'd have to. I don't foresee myself ever working with him. So I <laughs> you will never say, know, bitch. Well, you never know, but I'm also, I'm always like, I'm not going to be like, I just want to be like, can we, I would talk to a publicist, a literal publicist and be like, maybe we don't talk about Jared in this because I don't know how to talk about him in a way that is not like <laughs> deeply uncomfortable <laughs> to everybody. To me as, as yeah. the person being like, Oh yeah, Jared was um Jared was was peculiar, and then to have people be like, "Oh, what did Jared do? Like, how was Jared on this set?" You know, maybe we cut this out. I don't know. Well, he was there. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny too because like I we were sitting we were sitting there at the table, and I was looking around, and I was like, Bowen, I just literally like saw like three people that we've dragged on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I own in it in a fun way. In a fun way. So shut up. Shut up. Um. God, what else? Charlie XX. Charlie. Crash. Fucking bops on bops. She has said in interviews or she's tweeted, like, I want to have my big pop girl moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think this is this is kind of the first genuine attempt at that since Sucker, since her second album. So Okay. So so this so in, in terms of the chronology, this is this this is what I find remarkable. As as the sort of last album in her contract with Atlantic. I feel like it's just a beautiful retrospective and it's also very forward thinking in terms of like pop music in general and her career. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just think she's she's a genius. Yeah, I mean she's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. I guess my thing is just like it's not that she's finally now making like no, cuz no, I saw no, this no, big no. article where she was just like she was the pull quote was I love selling out and I'm like oh when I listen to this album uh-huh. it must be like super bubblegummy or whatever and no. it really just sounds like I understand where those references are, but it sounds like Charlie XCX. Like, it feels like just another great Charlie XCX album. Yeah. And my thing is, like, if people think, like, all of a sudden she's, quote-unquote, selling out, or this is, like, a now now a pop record, maybe they just weren't listening close enough before because she's had incredible totally. pop music for years. I think this is a newer... Okay, so uh, True Romance is, like, if the, her first album, she was, like, a zygote. Mm-hmm. Um, super ethereal kind of ambient pop sucker is like you know boom clap like gold coins like that like you know that that is like true bubblegum all the way through right okay so that's like then charlie and then charlie which is like the first this is like pop two into charlie which was like her full like hyper pop 
like right. work, working with Sophie, working with AG Cook, like work, like like PC music, like you know, like that's like ex- super experimental. Charlie was super experimental into how I'm feeling now, which was like super extremely experimental, extremely yeah. or yeah, I mean, or just like kind of super introspective, the most introspective thing. Yeah, and then I think she wanted to break. I, I think it's a really great genius play, holistic play to go. I'm going to end this contract that she's kind of you know gone on record and saying that it's been very tough for her, tumultuous, tumultuous. They've delayed her releases. They've like prolonged the sort of window of the contract by like, yeah. pushing her album. And I back. think there's someone there leaking her shit. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's someone there. The, the someone call is coming from inside the house yeah. there because it's just ridiculous what happens to her. No, it's it's awful. And like, I think she's had a lot to say, sort of in a very um, diplomatic way, or not so diplomatic. It doesn't really matter. But I think she sees from all sides how the industry treats women. Mm-hmm. Like she's in terms of her being a songwriter for other pop stars. In terms of uh, in terms of her crafting her own career like she's seen the darkness yeah and i think this album crash is her trying to like write some draw some huge middle finger to like the the label while still sort of like i don't know tipping her hat to like what they've done for her her whole career so far with them and so like um you know crash like that 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 the first track it's like um i'm about to end it all so legendary like Uh There's something like really I love like, that song. Something really dangerous about this. And then I think she's like talked about how this album is very like 80s inspired. Like there's a lot of Janet influences. There's yeah, a lot I of heard 90s that. house. Um it's not like I get what you're saying, which is that it's not this like revolutionary record necessarily. Not not I didn't, I didn't say that. I said it's not this new, new pop, pop sound. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um I just think it's a very I, I truly think we'll look back on this album. 10 years from now and be like, God, wow, Crash. What a moment. I feel like she, this is her first album. I think her first album, I, I'm going to say her first album on the label, her first album so far in her career where everyone's been like able to like talk about it at the same time. It's somewhat in the monoculture. It's also the first time she's doing like super mainstream press. Like yeah. she was on the Tonight Show, she was on SNL. Like she yeah, yeah, never yeah. did that shit. Before. She did, yeah, she did SNL once. I think it was for Sucker. I think it was for oh, that did era. She? Yeah, but um, hmm. she, I think she just like really wanted to go all out before she moves on. And and I think I I really fucking love it. I've been listening to Yuck and um, yeah, it's a great song. Every rule, every rule is the ballad. Is so I, I was gonna good. say I love the ballad on this album. Yeah, like, like and one of my favorite songs she's ever done is a ballad, which is I don't want to know. Yes. I love I Don't Wanna Know. When uh, I saw her on tour, like for the Charlie album, uh-huh. she did I Don't Know I Don't Know and the lighting design was just like mm. amazing. Like she's a great live performer. So amazing. And we also saw her with Taylor. Oh my god, wait, she opened for Taylor? Yes. Oh, for reputation? Yes. I wasn't there. Oh, I, you weren't there. I wasn't there. Yeah. So she was on she, Camila, and Taylor, and they all did shake it off together. Uh-huh. Sweet. It was really great. Cute, when cute, we cute. saw 1989, it was Heim. It was Heim. It was Heim. Which was, was also Heim. very cool. Great. Um, but yeah, uh, Crash is wonderful. Uh, Motomami, Rosalia, perfect. Um, Haley Witters released her album, too. It's called... Oh, what's it called? Hold on. It's New called- Music by Muna. Muna! Oh, my God. I can't wait for that one. That album coming out in June. Um... Wait, what is this Haley album? Hold on, let me see. Haley Witters. Uh, it's called Raised. 
raised. You would love it. It's Marin and Casey, early Casey Musgraves. By the way, Marin Morris has new music out too, and it's this song called Background Music, which I think is the best fucking thing she's ever done. What? Background music. Hmm. You got to check it out. I think it's going to be really hard for people to dethrone, for her to dethrone 80s Mercedes. That is the best. That is one of the best. That's going in the songbook. It's going in the songbook, which is on its way, you guys. <laughs> oh um, my God. But no, fucking, you got to listen to the song background music. Like, it's it's like she's ascended to another level as a, as a songwriter. Yeah. Like, it's so it's so specifically about her husband. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, it's a song about how they're, they get to be so lucky because they get to be creating the music that people dance to what in the background. Oh, that's like, really, and it's just that's a great so, it's like, meta-narrative. Yeah. Yeah, she has one lyric. It's like, not everybody gets to uh, something. I, I don't know. It's it's She's just so fucking good, and she's such a good singer. Oh, my God. Like, Forget it's it. just crazy. She's so evocative. Sometimes I'll just like, if you want to hear how to sing a pop song, Listen to the middle, bitch. Oh my the god! The middle is how you execute pop vocals, and you're talking about a fucking country singer. And she does, but she gives you the full range of like choices. Just at the end of the second verse, when she goes, "I know we got all good intentions," she kind of throws <laughs> it away. I'm just like, girl, you're absolutely it. And like, just her riffs at the end of the song. Oh my just, like, god. The, why don't you just meet me in the middle, baby? Like the way she oh. finds that like like line. I'm like, oh my God, her ear. Yeah. Her nuts. ear. Not so not so. She's got it. We love Down. Marin in this house. Marin, you're welcome to come. She doesn't See, listen. No, but I here's the thing. But you guys talk. And we don't talk. She, we have we have corresponded yes. on Insta a couple times. I would say that's talking. And I always like I literally will get my phone out and I'll get my Insta messages out and I literally will, will like half type in like, Hey, I have a podcast with Bo and Yang and we would love to have you on and I always delete it because I get scared. But what do I have to lose? I don't Her know. Her saying no, like Matt I I don't want your nerves to get in the way of like having Marin on the pod or just anything. I don't want I know. Your, your nerves to really deprive you, uh, deprive you of opportunities. Should I do it right now? Like I did for Wendy. Yes, okay. Do it right now. So right literal now I'm going to DM. No, I can't do this. What, what the fuck is happening? I just said, you cannot let your fear okay. get in the way. I'm going to DM Marin Morris. Do it now. Okay. What, how, how do I say this? Uh, well, my you internet is that, my internet is fucked up, girl. You cannot. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I'm saying With these excuses, Marin. <laughs> I'm saying Marin. Yeah, absolutely obsessed, Marin. This is a Marin. This is the saying. darkest shot that's ever been shot in <laughs> the dark. But if you have any time, okay, Mar- Marin. This is a shot in the damn dark. But if you have any time let's say an hour and a half to spare at any point say 90 minutes to spare at any point i have a podcast with critics choice award nominee <laughs> bowen yang from snl oh my god I, I, do i not say that no yeah whatever say what you want okay um with bowen yang um and i'm just gonna say it with bowen yang and Called Las Culturistas. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so. We've just surpassed one million downloads a month. (laughs) I'm not gonna say that. Um, I have a podcast with Bonyan called Las Culturistas, and 
since we're both obsessed with you, <laughs> we promised we would we promise we would have a very fun but in-depth conversation with you about the album and your prior work. Um, or whatever okay. you want to talk about. Um we strike just the right balance. Okay, no no no. Okay, I'm saying Marin. This is a shot in the damn dark, but if you have any time, let's say 90 minutes to spirit any point, I have a podcast with Bill and Yang called Las Culturistas, and since we're both obsessed with you, we'd feel dumb if we didn't ask you to be a guest. Um, we promise we would... We can promise... It would be you, so fun, and... um, It would be so fun. I don't know. Is it? Is it you know she loves Housewives. Maybe this is a way to get in. Okay. Okay, and we can talk about the album. Housewives. <laughs> We can talk about the album, Every Housewives. I'm going to say LOL. Um, everything and anything. Um, if this is not of interest or you have no time. No hard feelings. We will be front row at the show. No hard regardless. feelings. Can't wait to see you live when you roll through. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you better be hitting send, bitch. Um, I'm saying get back to me anytime. Okay, I'm gonna send this. I'm nodding. Did you, did you hit it? <laughs> I hit it. I hit it. I hit it. I sent it. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. And I the fucking word, love the, her. In the words of Maddie from Euphoria, this is just the beginning. <laughs> I can't wait. If it happens, I would love for it to happen. I would love for it to happen. Publicists, make it happen. Make it happen. Tag more. <laughs> tag Marin. Um, and by the way, speaking of music, guess who's on the show next week? Everybody. Oh my God, Betty. Who? Betty, absolute who? And was... we did say that we were going to have more musicians on. And this is the thing. I think we might be delivering on that going forward in a very fun way. Do we reveal the other person who's coming? No, let's wait. Okay, let's wait. Let's wait. Um, well, you know, in two weeks, it's also going to be Miss Garcelle. Oh, my God. We have Garcelle Beauvais. So next week is Betty Who, and the week after that is fucking Gar Garcelle. fucking Cell. And... Oh, my God. Okay, and then I'll, I, I would love to reveal this. Go ahead. We have Katie Crutchfield coming, Waxahachie. Waxahachie, her um, fucking self. Her, the, just the best person. The best person, the best vibe. She, believe it or not, is, is a reader. I'm obsessed. And yeah. And, and there's going to be lots to talk about. Much to discuss. And she's on tour. So if she's, if she's swinging by your, your, your town, you gotta go. You gotta go. Such a good live performer. What a, what a, what a great musical landscape we have out there. It's Bo. really fun right now. You were on Charlie's podcast. Yes. How was that? You know, it's, I think I received the biggest compliment I've ever, the best, one of the best compliments I've ever gotten was from her, was from Charlie. Um, because it's just uh, the the premise is best song ever, and she gives you a bunch of prompts ahead of time, and you're supposed to like basically make a playlist based on each of her songs, which is the best song ever to like um you know sing in the shower, generic something generic like that. Uh, ranging from that to um, one of my prompts was uh the best song that would have been on the Icebergs album, you know, like she's like yeah. she's asking me like fun specific. Oh, that's ones. hilarious! And so I gave her a bunch of you know I wanted to say I I wanted to give like a broad range of stuff. And then what she said to me, and you can listen to this on the air, on, on the podcast, she goes, Bone, you have a really eclectic musical taste. She's wow, like, she's like, that's beautiful. My, she was like, um, you know, like my friends and I were taught, we're like looking over the list and like, 
were really impressed. And it was like, damn, I did it. I really, I impressed Charlie XCX on a musical level. It was a really fun episode. And she's so great. She's a great host. Great to talk to. And my episode, I think, on Dua's podcast is coming out soon, which is at your service. Yeah. And she is a phenomenal podcast host. Really knows how to, like, guide the conversation, ask you questions at the right time. Love that. She's, I have she, obsession. She's got it. I have obsession. I, I, I'm I'm obsession. I kiss. I'm, I kiss. I kiss. I'm obsession. I, I kiss. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage 
your money or trying to run a business. Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Oh, wait, I didn't, t- I didn't talk about Dua's concert on this podcast. Oh, my gosh, how was it? So fun. So great. She does, like, the Dua dance. Like, the meme, the oh Dua God, dancing meme. Oh, my God, the fucking Katy Perry. Oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Tell us about no, Katie. No, talk about Dua first. No, I mean, Dua was phenomenal. Oh like, God, I really, you really, it, it has convinced me even more. And as time goes on, I think I'll, 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 I'll believe this more, more and more strongly. That album will never leave us. That album will always be like so emotional for us mm-hmm. because it was, it came out, like it came out around that time, late March 2020, and like it was all we had. We hung on to it for dear life. It's the same. I, I told Katie this, like you know, her album um, Saint Cloud came out mid March 2020 as well, or late March 2022, and I was like, that was like the first moment of joy I felt in lockdown, which was like cracking open my window, feeling the breeze coming, because at that point I was not even going outside. Mm-hmm. Cracking open my window, putting on her album, and being like, wow, I feel like I'm truly transported and like Dua's album was 100% that but like we will it will not get old for me that album will never get old for me well I was saying to Bowen like my my thought on future nostalgia that it is actually a formative pop album for the 2020s yeah I think that future nostalgia will be to the 2020s what teenage dream was to the 2010s what like love angel music baby was to the aughts uh-huh. like I think that future nostalgia if you listen to it again it's actually there's there are classics all the way through the oh album. Oh my god! Like I was thinking about the song "Hallucinate," and I'm like, "Hallucinate" is a fucking bop and a half. Like obviously, "Levitating," which now is like a record holder for like yeah. the longest song on the Hot 100 by a female artist, mm-hmm, I believe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, "Don't Start Now." Um, uh, fucking physical, which did not get its due, did I think, because due. as we famously believe, the mainstream audience could smell the ketamine on it. Yes, it was too gay for America and the world. Break my heart, I think, did pretty well. Break my heart did great. Break my heart is also amazing. So Even good. pretty please, oh, like so good. Just like over and over and over and over and over again, this the album delivers and. You know, as much as I fucking stand folklore and I appreciate it, I, I looking back in retrospect would probably say the album of that year was Future Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Agree, agree, and I think deserving of the Grammy. I mean, oh. And it did win the pop vocal album right. Grammy, and it beat folklore in that category. So it did. It didn't go home empty-handed, but like I just think, in terms of how it's already feeling like it's going to hold up, like Future Nostalgia this is, is what I'm saying. Future nostalgia is a fucking moment. It's a moment. It like, was a solidifier. It was yeah. ha- it was like it was like pop stars dream of delivering a sophomore album yep. like that. And I think the last time it like solidified someone in lexicon in this way was probably Teenage Dream. Sure. Totally. Like the last time a sophomore album of a pop star of a promising pop star's yeah. debut album came out and was like right. I'm I, here I to stay. I never made that comparison. Yeah, that's great. Was that? That's awesome. Um and do a we fucking love you. Oh, do I? Um, talk about Katy Perry now. Well, another time I blacked out. <laughs> the Katy Perry show in Vegas is one you want to go see. <laughs> it's a visual treat. She's on it, you yeah. guys. Her comedy was hitting. Oh, my Her vocals God. were hitting. She covers, I'm not kidding you, she covers The Greatest Love of All by Whitney fucking Houston. That's a swing. It was a swing and a home run. Yeah. 
I am telling you, like every song delivered, I've now ever since her concert, I've listened to like there's like a playlist on Spotify, which is like Katy Perry Vegas play residency, and I just listen to it. And you're back. You're back there. She starts with E.T. and goes into Dark Horse. Or E.T. Chain to the Rhythm, Dark Horse. And it's like interesting. E.T. hits so hard. And when Dark Horse started, I'm like, this is about to fucking slap. And then it absolutely did. Because it's just so loud and everyone's raging and everyone's it's Vegas and everyone's drinking. Like, incredible. Like, yeah. Teenage Dream, like, you're so in it. Like, California Girls, she does, a, she does do a duet to California Girls with a piece of poop in a big red toilet. That's the song. And it's iconic. The piece of poop comes out of the toilet on the second verse and belts and riffs the word sex. Sex From, on the beach. Oh, the poop. poop. In my stilettos. The it's poop like, is singing? It's the poop belting and riffing. And it's just, it's so aggressively stupid, but so knowledgeable of how stupid it is. Also, not for nothing, but Bon Appetit. We forgot about Bon Appetit. We, we, did, we did not give Bon Appetit its moment. Swish, swish, absolutely slapped. Are you, you're you're about to be a witness apologist. I think I'm about to be a witness apologist. <laughs> I think I might even be a witness apologist. That's okay. I think those were the only two songs she did from Witness, which felt right because she just got, you forget so many fucking hit songs. Change to the Rhythm. Witness? Change to the Rhythm. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. That she did perform. Um, so three. But like, just waking up in Vegas, she did this like different take on it. It was really fun. Um, Last Friday Night was incredible, uh, which, is, which is not one of my favorites, but like, it was amazing. You don't think Last Friday Night is one of your favorites? No, you know what? Like, it's just not one I think about. It's so perfect. Wide Awake. I oh, Wide Awake absolutely is love Wide Awake. That's a great one while you're drunk or you're on something. Oh, or... I was feeling every emotion in the song Wide Awake to the point where at the end of the concert, I was in full tears holding a woman from Anchorage, Alaska, weeping, crying to firework. Oh yeah, of course. which was the final that's song. The, that's of course, of course. And I was, there, there I mean, no I, I'm other. telling you, and I said I would be, but I could not have been more fucked up. And I was crying, holding this stranger who was also crying, and she had gone through a personal tragedy, which I yes. feel weird sharing, but she shared that with me, and we broke down. Yes, yes. And then we went to fucking what's the gay bar in Vegas? Oh god, I've not been. In there, so we got to this iconic gay bar in Vegas, and Jasmine Kennedy was performing. Oh my god, yeah, it was amazing, Jasmine. Um, and then I cried again. True or false? Okay. My favorite type of question. Teenage Dream is Max Martin's best song. I th- I'm about to, I think I'm about to take that stand, stance. I'm not ready to just throw Since You've Been Gone under the bus like that. Oh, why? At sorry. this time, I'm not I ready didn't to realize, do that. But this is, the, this is the thing about Max Martin is that the, the, the breadth is so large. I'm just not ready to I throw understand. Since You've Been Gone under the bus in that way. And also, Here's the thing. I don't care if you have a show or not. When Kelly Clarkson goes to Vegas, we are going. Oh yeah, I'm going. Um, I will. I will say that I think Teenage Dream is his best song of that decade. That's fair. Close second is like a blank space or a oh style. Oh my god, you forget that he's those songs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a fucking legend. Come on. Swedish um, legend. Stockholm birthed him. The world had him. <laughs> But wow, what a moment. What a but wow, what a moment. A moment I will never, never forget. forget. Well, <laughs> God, how long have we been going? I think a long enough. Long enough? I think long enough to say it's time for I don't think so, honey. Okay. This is I don't think so, honey. This is where we take 1 minute to go off on something in culture. Mm-hmm. Um It is. 
You said it. I might I might take a risk. You're gonna take a risk? I, I yeah. have something too, and I don't think it'll be a risk, but I think people will identify. Okay. Great. Okay. Um this is Matt Rogers' I don't think so, honey, and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey, allergy season during the COVID pandemic. Yeah. Because mama, I'm spinning out. Girl. I have symptoms. <laughs> down but i also don't have covid like fully girl put a mask on but uh, but in front of me but the way the way i'm like stuffed the hell up having a sore throat and i'm like needing to not have covid for work and yet it's allergy season here in la the damn santa anna winds are blowing around the pollen i suppose the group chats are all a, a titter about how we all feel sick Readers, do you feeling sick? Do you feel I sick? I do, and I don't think so, honey, about it. I mm. do know so, honey, the way I feel. I don't think so, honey, that allergies have to keep allergying even during the COVID pandemic. And now they're talking about Miss Batu, BA2. Miss Batu. Batu, get the fuck out. I don't think so, honey, you. Five seconds. I don't think so, honey, these allergies I have. What is what? What the what? And that's one minute. Batu, girl. That's a Star Wars name, and you, we better keep it that way. Honey. It's, it's a, it's a, you're either a droid, BA2, or you're a damn alien. And you better not be the new variant. Because the way, the way that we've all decided that COVID is done, and now we're now everyone, when you Google it, it's like, but Batu, though. Omicron Batu's version is, is Honey, all the way out. I can't no. with Batu. And they're saying like, hey, this one's not a big deal, but everyone will get it. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I hate that stupid shit. Like, everyone's getting a harsh cold again, and it's going to stop the world. But then Fauci's now saying he doesn't think it's going to stop the world. Jesus Christ. Girl. Girl. I'm with you. I know. A lot of some people in New York going, I got a sore throat. And I'm like, okay. Jesus. Take the Mucinex, take the Claritin. Not the Mucinex. What is it? Take the... um. Mm. Flonase. Yeah, like, there you go, Mama. Mama, thank you. I found it. Also, I don't know about you, but like during Pisces season, maybe you're a Scorpio, so you feel this well, way. Well, now we're in Aries, but, but yeah. Well, it's been Pisces season, and so it's been one of the most emotional months of my life, and I've also been partying so much you... more than usual. Yeah. That it's like, I don't know if my immunes are just down. Yeah. Or like what, but the allergy season is really throwing me, and I don't have COVID, like officially confirmed. No, fully. But it's just, it's it's it makes me anxious i know well this is always literally allergy season for me is always this is the worst suffering i've ever endured Mm. and when will it stop and then i literally it's over and then i forget about it for the rest of the year have you has it been bad recently weirdly this as of late this year it's been fine but i'm sure once i go back to new york and now that things are warming up again yeah uh, it's gonna destroy me oh god yeah but it's fine listen um that will be really frustrating. It's fine. So right now, in retrospect, I want to let you vent some frustrations. Thank you. By allowing you the time, one minute exactly, to do an I don't think so, honey, and you do have something and it will be risky. Yeah. Not risky. It's just like something that's on the brain, and I think a lot of people share this. All right. Well, this is Bowen Yang's I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. E.T. asking me about motherfucking Pete. It's Or anybody oh. asking me about Fucking Pete, I love the (laughs) guy, but you're not going to get me to be in every fucking stupid regurgitated headline talking about how I'm, I wish him the best because obviously I do. Obviously we all do, but this is something that like none of us want to talk about. We just want to make sure everyone involved is okay. Yeah. 
okay? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want this to overshadow literally me being nominated for an award. I don't get to, like, feel this way about stuff about my career. And then you have this, like, fully irrelevant thing kind of hijacking the conversation when I'm literally, like— so fucking tired off of this cross country flight. While I when I while I had to five seconds perform the night before. Stop it, Et. You're better than this. Okay, Mary Hart would never, but she's a Trumper now. Damn. Oh, is she a Trumper yeah. now? Well, that's one minute. Um, I, I would say if it seems at all like it was coming from a place of genuine concern, that would be one thing. But it's, it's like not. it's a question being asked on a red carpet, and therefore it's like also all of it is being played out in a very public way. I'm not involved whatsoever. Stop yeah. asking. The prince of all princes, Chris, read about it yeah. so that he gets fucking, like, brought into the mess. Because I saw that he was, like, saying some stuff. And it's like, but Chris is already, like, fucking, like, promoting his own shit. And you're asking about Pete? Yeah. Watch Bust Down. Don't ever, 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 ever ask us about Pete. I mean, I, 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 when I saw that they asked you about it, I was like... I wonder, like, isn't that a thing that they tell them not to ask in advance? Like, but I guess not, huh? No, it's like, or they, yeah, or they just don't care, and it's like, God, it's, it's just sad. Like it's the whole sad. thing is sad, it's and sad. He's, he's being stalked and harassed and abused. How the fuck do you think everyone feels about it? Like, like for Kim, it's like the father of her children is acting this way. For Connie, it's like he's still like he's going through some episodes of something, and he's still grieving, and it's like there's just so much going on here that, like, none of us are equipped to talk about on a fucking, in a fucking soundbite. Yeah, red carpet when they're not feeding you when you're drunk from the hotel. Yes, and by the way, this is this, <laughs> this is fully me going going after red carpet culture. It's like, it's so fucking stupid the way it's set up. I'm sorry. You know it's what I say? So, ask her more. Ask her I say, more. I say ask her more than Pete. This is, this is just to clarify, like, truly... It only has to do with like the way that these like fucking things are structured, and it's and it's and it's very smart. It's very like they they know how to get you, and they know how to like fucking amplify yeah. the stupidest, they, most innocuous thing that anyone says. And they ask it like, and you know, we're all thinking of, and it's just like, no, you're all waiting to see what happens next. And it's like the fact is, like, I think that because the the person involved who's aggravating the situation knows how he can inflame the situation like it's like sort of all playing into the hands so if you actually had genuine concern you probably would just you leave it but the media doesn't have genuine concern about the situation the media has interest in the situation which 100%. is very different and i don't know i wish they wouldn't put you guys in situations because it also seems to me like the media seems to think that the snl cast is like in somehow closer than any other cast like he's a colleague of yours he's not like your best friend like the only person who should be on the red carpet asking questions is mark mel yes <laughs> who's not the editor-in-chief of variety he's the um senior culture and events editor but he's like he's like oh, he, oh, he's oh, like oh, mr oh, variety oh, oh. yeah okay so I, I i correct myself no uh, but no i i correct you Oh, well, now I retro... As a result of you correcting me, I would like to correct myself. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hope everything calms down with that situation. I'm... It's just sad. It's 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 dark, and, and I, I it's not good for the kids. God, I didn't, I, am I, like, talking myself into a fucking hole now? Like, are people I mean, now they don't up? have to ask you about it. Well, now they know. It's good. But it's just, like, the whole situation is tough, and, like, I just... I don't know, like... I the only the only amount of in touch I've been with Pete is to text him like hey hope everything's hope everything's okay I'm here if you need to talk to me yeah that's T yeah and he doesn't right and so <laughs> I'm not involved yeah just like sh- your sign of support and it's just like I don't know it's just 
Because you know they would have loved for you to say like even a little bit of the wrong thing so they could put it in that fucking this article. Is, this is what I was going to say. Matt and I have been on that side of things weirdly. Uh-huh. And the thing that they literally tell you to do is to be like, to get something news making out yeah. of this. Yep. Yep. The yep. word is literally news making. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. It just sucks. And also, it would also be shitty if you were asked that question and you would be like, come on. You know what I mean? Because then but I'm, I'm just I'm this close to fucking doing it. I swear to God, next time it happens, I'm like, don't ask me that. Yeah. And who? And no one's going to fucking care if that if that clip like makes the rounds or whatever. I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> great. That's like the honest. That's the, the fucking tea, period. Yeah. Anyway. The culture is so broken. <laughs> What are we to we do? We are living in a broken culture. culture. And we are the only people who can save it. We are the only people who can say it. Because and we've save. seen the culture from both sides now. now from from one night. And still <laughs> somehow. The iconic song from Coda. A film we've yet to see. You know she sings that at the end. And she signs beautifully. That's amazing. Joni? Ms. Emilia Jones herself. Mm, the, yeah. The Joni. The child. The child. Um, oh my God. Can we just say Judah Hill was so adorable winning the award for Belfast. That was really cute. So, and Alan Kim handing him. Oh my God. That was awesome. kidding me? Loved that. Oh my goodness. Well. Two little stars. Two little stars. And we absolutely titillated. We made news. We made news. We shook it up. <laughs> we shocked. We thrilled. We exposed. We pressed the buttons. Honey, and we will not stop. Bet. Boots. We finished every episode with a song. I've looked at life from both sides now, from up and down, and still somehow it's a life's illusions I recall. I really don't know life. Or is it clouds? Clouds at all. <laughs> to listen to that, you gotta listen to Joni Mitchell. Now, the both versions. Oops. Oops. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate 
perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me and me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off Broadway hit and get tickets today at TitanicMusical.com. Get tickets today at TitanicMusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 